This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Finally, back to normal. The voice is back. Rich is back. we got a normal show to do here. And of course, as I say that, <clears throat> now we're ready to go for Horsepower Happenings. A whole lot coming up tonight. Big interviews and lots to talk about. But first, let's get into it. Here's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Racing with a heavy heart after the loss of David Gilliland's racing hauler driver, Stephen Stotts, in a tragic accident on Tuesday, DGR driver Taylor Gray earned his first Arkham Menard Series victory Friday night during the General Tire 150 at Phoenix Raceway. The 16-year-old had to withstand multiple challenges throughout Friday's race. His first battle with defending Arkham Menard Series East champion Sammy Smith and then later had to fight his way past GMS Racing's Daniel Dye during a restart on lap 138. He took the lead for the final time in route to an emotional victory. Another first-time winner this weekend in Phoenix, Chase Briscoe picked up his first career NASCAR Cup Series win. Briscoe became the 200th different driver to find victory lane in the Cup Series. It took him 40 starts to find victory lane. And big news today for fans of modified racing around the uh, Midwest region, the Summit Racing Equipment American Modified Series announced today out of the blue that they are canceling their entire 2022 schedule. The Dirt Series staged events here uh, around our region in Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee. No official reason was given for the cancellation, and it was said that it will be up to each track to determine if they will still stage modified events uh, as scheduled on their original schedule. And those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France with a nice little tan and maybe a touch of a hangover rejoins us. How are you, sir? Great. Uh, This has been a few weeks. I think that's the longest we've gone uh well we saw each other last week we just couldn't hear one of us that's right that's right yeah squeaky mcgee over here was uh was a little uh useless but you and chuck did a nice job so thank you so much for uh taking time out of your vacation to fill in yeah and i want to thank chuck for for helping out for a couple of weeks uh you know um i was down there and you know i I figured hey if one of the one of our correspondents wants to get on and uh have a little bit of fun that would take a little bit of pressure off me but then uh you had to go get sick, and I was called back into emergency <laughs> duty. <laughs> well, man, it's uh, it, race season is picking up, as we know, and actually we had quite a few drivers from our region and friends of the program racing down south where they had snow flurries to start their weekend, but the action was, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. The action was hot on the racetrack over the weekend. Yeah, Zach, uh, crew chief Toby Nuttleman gave his driver uh, a handicap, and it still didn't make a difference in the 46th annual Rattler 250 at South Alabama Speedway yesterday. 
Nuttleman called Time Majeski to pit road on a lap 162 caution and took on right side tires only. Uh, everyone else behind them took four. Nuttleman later just stated that uh, he wanted to save a set in case there was a late race caution. He just didn't tell Majeski about the plan until after the race. Uh, one in which he drove away from Bubba Powered over the final 50 laps to claim a record-extending fifth win in the annual spring major and his third in a row. The number 91 had two lesser tires than everyone else and still drove away from the likes of Pollard, Austin Nason, and Hunter Robbins to win the event, which was quite a statement. Majeski led early from the pole, but surrendered the lead on lap 23 to Austin Nason and Blaine Roca. Uh, Majeski retook the lead on lap 50, largely led rest, the rest of the way, allowing Nason to occasionally take the lead when he felt like he was pressing too hard. For his efforts, Majeski claimed over $17,000 between the winner's purse, pole, and contingency bonuses. Nason, uh, Robbins, and Jake Garcia would follow Pollard to the line and complete the top five. The Southern Super Series will resume on March 25th and 26th at Watermelon Capital Speedway in Cordell, Georgia. And Zach, another action over the Rattler weekend. 2020 Nashville Fairground Speedway Pro Late Model Champion Dylan Fetcho would hold off a charging Casey Roderick on Saturday and take home the biggest win of his career in the Baby Rattler 125 and take home a nice $7,000 payday. Yeah, congrats. Congrats to Dylan and uh, to his dad, Scott. Uh, of course, I've got to know them with my uh, you know time down at Nashville. Great group of people. And uh, man, nice job by that young man. Speaking of young men who do a nice job, Kyle Larson. He's, uh, he's talked about Thunderbolt Raceway, and actually he's talked about it in some pretty high light, saying that it's one of his favorite racetracks, and he further proved that this weekend, pulling out all the stops to make sure he competed in the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series as they returned to uh, the Tulare, California facility. The 29-year-old from Elk Grove uh, hadn't raced at the uh, third mile since the Trophy Cup title back in 2013, so we're talking nine years and he was extra motivated to make it happen with his NASCAR Cup Series obligation just 500 miles away at Phoenix Raceway. After starting sixth, Larson drove by Brad Sweet, Dom and Gio Selzy, Corey uh, Alazon, and Spencer Baston to take the lead by lap 19 and then run off with his 25th career World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series win. That happened on night two. It marked his first sprint car triumph of the season and added uh, Kevin Kozlowski, not Kozlowski, Kozlowski, uh, to the record books with his first career World of Outlaws win as a car owner. Brad Sweet and David Gravel completed the podium. Geo Selzy captured the checkers on night one. The uh, series has still four West Coast swings uh, remaining with trips to Merced Speedway on March 18th, which is coming up Friday, Ocean Speedway on Saturday, Bakersfield on March 25th, and Paris, uh, Paris Auto Speedway on the 26th. Larson doing a little cherry picking over the weekend, which ended up being pretty good because he wasn't worth the darn and had engine problems on Sunday. Yeah, I'm thinking helicopter ride from Phoenix to the racetrack and back, right? Not yeah, too bad. not bad. Not a bad deal if you can get it. Well, Zach, as announced last week, um, Auto City Outdoor Events Center has delayed the start of their 2022 season until at least June. Based on the announcement, damage to the grounds, Rising gas prices, shortage of tires and goods, and employment issues are the reasons for the delay. The original schedule will be adjusted with most events in 2022 going to be racer and fan specials. 
So we'll have to monitor the track's Facebook page for any further releases or updates on their revised 2022 schedule. And some news just dropped not long ago that uh, we're only what, less than 100 days away from the 37th season of Summer Nationals for the Dirt Car UMP Late Models and Modifieds. And the schedule just got a boost in our region. Five new dates have been added, along with a couple of changes as well. Uh, this will create a 33-race stretch from mid-June to late July for the Hell Tour. Now, new races include Red Hill Raceway in Sumner, Illinois, Benton Speedway in Benton, Missouri, and then three tracks close to home, starting with Montpelier Motor Speedway in Montpelier, Indiana. Uh, of course, that place is a UMP-modified hotspot, home to many for year-end specials. They'll get a date on July 13th. Shady Hill Speedway in, uh, is it Madaryville, Indiana? That, of course, that track saw a return to late model racing in 2018 after an 18-year hiatus. They'll get July 14th. And finally, how about this? Winston Speedway in Rothbury, Michigan, home of the player hater, Wild West Shootout coming up in about three weeks or so. They'll see the Hell Tour invade on July 19th. So a couple of tracks in our area, Rich, getting added on to the Hell Tour schedule. That's pre that's pretty cool. We thought we had saw our list come out and uh, where every, everything was going to be. Add one more to Michigan doesn't hurt, does it? I like it. I like it. And you know what? Down to Montpelier, I know there's uh, there's some bad memories there, but I like the race track and uh, of course uh, under some new leadership down there. So uh, I wonder if I'll have a chance to drive down there and check that one out. That could be a good show. I think between us, we'll be able to see at least a couple of Hell Tour races around here. What do you think? I think we'll be able to figure that out. All right, time for our first interview tonight, and Rich France, it's uh, our pleasure to bring back uh, an old old friend who uh, always makes time for us whenever we need something to talk about, and usually he's got something for us to talk about, too. Yeah, Zach, this gentleman, he picked up wins uh, last year in a late model on dirt and pavement, and that's pretty tough to do, to do when you only want run one pavement race, <laughs> uh, but he found a way to do it, uh, and you know, always we always like to get him on early in the season, see what's going on. Uh, makes his home in St. John's, Michigan's. Chad Finley, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. How are you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on again. Good. Uh, hey, I got a question for you before we get started into the racing stuff. Obviously, um, you know, you had a big loss in your family a little over a month ago, man. And, and you know, everybody from the racing community got behind you guys. And, you know, it was probably your biggest fan, not to mention the gentleman behind Northside Towing Services and your racing family, uh, your grandfather, Bob. How's the family doing these days we're all doing all right um it was kind of unexpected at the same time it was kind of expected um it's unfortunate you know like he built our toy company all by himself without a high school education and taught pretty much everybody our family everything everything that we know so that's been uh it's been tough you know we're gonna miss him and then we're gonna try to make him proud this year and I, I i see you're planning on doing that because the first thing you released this year uh which was back at the beginning of February, was a pavement late model schedule. Uh, did that one race kind of get you back into the pavement scene? Did it draw you back? Yeah. Um, Spartan Speedway was really big with my uh, family growing up, and that's something that I want to do now for my grandpa. So I think I got two on the schedule. I might actually add a third one there. Um, we're trying to work out something pretty cool there for him. So um, I don't know. It's just you know, something different. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, it's a really good opportunity, really good people behind me. So um, it'll be fun this year. 
you know, I've uh, we've been texting, and uh, you know, I think you you and Rich and I have all kind of texted the same thing back and forth. Uh, that's about the only thing we know about what you're doing right now is uh, that you're going to do some pavement starts. And we, you know, what's going on with that dirt program? We know you're going to make the trip out to Davenport, but aside from that, uh, a lot of question marks still in the air right now as to what Chad Finley's doing this year. So, do you, can you fill in any blanks yet? Yeah, I mean, it's just been tough. Like you know. Uh, Diesel fuel's going up, race fuel's going up, tires going up, everything's going up. So we, when it started out a couple weeks ago, we were really going to do the Summer Nationals. And then everything's kind of happened here over the last couple of weeks and last month or so. And now I don't know what we're doing. So um, I, I'll be in dirt car probably 35 to 45 times. I, I have two schedules out, but I just don't have them uh, posted yet. It's been really hard to get tires and get engines back. I actually just got my motor back today. So, well, my second motor anyways. So, um, it's just tough right now, man. You know, I went to two or three different vendors today just to get tires to go to Iowa. And, um, I know everybody has their schedules out and stuff, but I think a lot of it's going to depend on what happens with the tire situation. Um, it's, it's pretty rough out there right now, but, um, we're probably going to stay closer to home now. Um, I don't know if I'll do the whole challenge series or not. Um, I like to have a holiday weekend off every once in a while and haven't had that in probably 10, 12 years. Yeah. So, um, I got a little daughter now, so. And you got a boat or I something too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> so I want to spend some time on that too. So, um, it just depends, you know, like I'm going to run hard all the way up to 4th of July and then we'll see where we're at with points and what we're doing. If it's, you know, something I want to do. Um, Mike's putting good money up for, what it is nowadays you know it's um it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to go travel to a world outlaw race and he's paying twelve hundred dollars every week that each one of his now what three racetracks so you pretty much got a road second and third in a world outlaw race just to get that kind of money so um i don't know um we haven't really sat down and had like a true discussion about it so we'll see what happens coming up here in a few weeks um there's a three thousand dollar to win race not far from you out at Winston for the player hater, you're going to try and hit that maybe? Yeah, I am going to do that. Um, either that or there's a, there's a World Outlaw race that we can do at Farmer City. But um, just like how I said, you know, Farmer City's six hours from here or so. So that, that's a lot of diesel fuel and have to take time off of work to go over there and stuff. So I'm sure we'll probably go up to Winston and then we'll kind of see see where we go. I think we're going to go down to the Flow Racing at Eldora there in April. I'm going to do the Illinois Week 2, so... We're just going to kind of bounce around and have a little fun and uh, see what happens. Let's go back to this pavement schedule, which you did release. Um, you know, you talked about wanting to go to Corgan Oil. Obviously, uh, you guys support that racetrack in many ways. But what, what what I see on here is two events at Plymouth Speedway. Uh, we've talked to Kevin. He ripped the dirt off that place, making a pavement. Uh, is that what drew you to that with that uh, uh, Grand Slam that he's running down there? Um, partially, I ran a CRA car there back there in 2000. I think it was 2011. I ran there. Um, it's a cool place. It's a big uh, circle. I'm usually pretty good at those tracks on asphalt. So um, I see they got the thing where like I think if you run two races and the like pay keeps going up every time you go. So um, unfortunately, I can't do all of them. So that kind of hurts us a little bit. I'd like to do them all. I just um, everything else I got going on, I just can't. So. It'll be fun to get to race those guys. There'll be a lot of race cars there for all those races, and that'll be fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to get that outlaw car here in probably a couple of weeks and bring it down and put my seat in it and put decals on and all that stuff. So that's all coming up here pretty soon. 
Now, as Rich mentioned, you had one race in that car last year, and, and I know you've already talked about the support of the team that you're racing for and that sort of stuff. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, there's got to be some luck involved with a one-off race that you go out there and win. Obviously, talent has a lot to do with that and car equipment and that sort of stuff. But now, as you start to, you know, increase the amount of races – you're going to also increase your average finish probably. Uh, any thought process about getting comfortable consistently now behind the wheel of those outlaw cars as you add more events for them? Um, I don't know. Like, you know, like I was thinking about the last race I ran there, which was last year, and, you know, like everybody thought maybe I was, like, saving my tires or something there at Owasso, but I think it just took me that long to get acclimated to it again. So um, Spartan's a place I haven't been to Spartan and or, you know, Corridor Oil now since, heck, I was 16, so 14 years. I turned 30 this week, so yeah, I haven't been there in a long time, so I'll probably go out there and test a couple times, but um, I don't know. You know, like, let's say if, if a dirt race gets canceled because of rain or something, and there's an asphalt place running, maybe we'll take the outlaw car and go somewhere and have some fun. I think, Chad, the one that piqued my interest, and you texted me about this and asked me, is it still, is it a one day or two day show? And that's Toledo Speedway for the Glass City 200. Um, I know you liked that track when you raced there before. Um, probably, probably wouldn't hurt for you to try to go get you a Glass City 200, would it? Um, it wouldn't hurt, but actually, as of right now, we're not going to do that race now. So, um, oh, we'll see. yeah. So we'll see you, what happens. You um, just broke Rich's, Rich's heart. I know, I know. <laughs> Maybe I'll come to Flat Rock or something instead. So I like Flat Rock too. But as of right now, we're not going to do it. Um, you know, we can see what happens in August or September and see when it comes up. Um, but as of right now, tentatively, we're not going to do that. So, but things can always change. Now, also the last two on your schedule, which I think are pretty cool. Uh, you got two events at Birch Run. Um, you know, we're going to talk to Jason Lord here in just in just a few minutes from Bertrand Speedway. Um, they're doing making a lot of decisions there and putting up a lot of good races for some money. Um, I think when bringing Jeff Parrish aboard is a good thing, and and it's showing in their schedule. Yeah, I like Jeff a lot. Him and I go super far back. He actually hauled a dirt cart out of Florida for me a couple of years ago. I sold one to a guy. So I really like racing there. Also, I haven't been there since. 2012 or 2013 so that'll be fun i get to race my buddy trevor berry probably over there that'll be really cool for me so um i really like that place and i ran outlaw car there in a very 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 long time so that'll be fun you know just to get to race my buddies i grew up with here at home um that's kind of why i'm going there but i want to win so um i expect to win so we'll uh try to do the best we can hopefully we can be there at the end I think it's funny how you're you're going to be balancing this, uh, not necessarily 50-50, but uh, with a decent amount of races on the pavement, a decent amount of races on the ash or on the uh, on the dirt. And I, I start to think about for those who don't know where you came from, of course, with uh, your pavement background and uh, getting up as far as some starts in the truck series and pretty good runs there as well. Uh, but I think it's important too. You've mentioned you have no uh, necessarily last time we talked ambition to make pavement a permanent or a full-time part of your career or, is, or has that changed no that hasn't changed i, I just want to do it for fun because you know i mean that's what i grew up doing um that's something my family is very attached to from my dad to my uncle to my grandma even to my wife so um i just want to get back to that a little bit i think that'll be it'd be a good change of pace you know like 
you run dirt every weekend and you run two, three times a week, you kind of get a little burnout when you're going to the same places all the time and sure. and things like that. So it's just a cool opportunity to do something different um, and just prove to people that I can do both still. Um, I think there's a lot of people that I went and ran a wassail last year. They didn't think I could win. So um, it helps that too, certainly. So that's why we're doing it. We just want to have some fun and just get do something different. We'll change the scenery every now and then. doesn't hurt anybody. So. And the other thing, too, is, is and maybe we've talked about this before, sometimes I can't remember if we've texted about it or if we've actually talked about it on the show, uh, but the decision to come back to pavement, and again, you're probably just going to say it's all about fun, uh, to go to these outlaw cars rather than going back to the template stuff that you ran before, uh, I think I recall you again mentioning that money was a big big part of that. Yeah, um, template cars just gotten out of hand, you know, like I've talked to people you know, you know, who are running them, and it's just... How much they cost, you know, it's like sixty-five grand, and I don't think it even comes with a motor for that price anymore. So, and I just like outlaw cars. Uh, I actually started asphalt racing in outlaw cars, and I just love how they drive. Um, it's just fun. So, and that's what it comes down to anymore, just having fun and everything like that. Like I've mentioned, so um, it'll be interesting for sure to go to other places where I haven't been for a long time. I'm looking forward to it, and it's just that that's the can I economical only way for me anyways to get back into asphalt racing is just to get by the wheel of somebody else's car so we're all looking forward to it can't wait to get going chad the last couple of years we you know with with horsepower happenings going out and, and covering dirt events you know we've, we've been able to talk you know 10 12 times a season and you know we, we always joked around about you know going back to pavement um but honestly did you miss it at all i miss the people you know, um, people's what you have at the end of the day. So just the Felver family, my buddy Kyle Crump and, and the Barry family, people like that, um, getting to know Tommy and Mickey Meyer. Um, that's what I miss most about it. Um, really miss Spartan Speedway. I've been there a long time. That's very near and dear to my family. Um, I can remember growing up there as a little kid and scraping people's cars off, you know, like cleaning the grills off for $5 and, always get picked on by the Hernleys or the Ryans or the Fetalize or stuff growing up there. So, I mean, I have a lot of fond, very fond memories that I hold, you know, super near and dear to my heart there. You know, my father and my grandpa, um, I'm just really looking forward to getting back there. That would be really cool for us. So let's talk about this first dirt race that we have on the calendar for you, and that is uh, the Thaw Brawl, an event that you've ran a couple of times uh, under the American Ethanol banner. And now you're going to make the trip out to uh, Iowa, and you're not going to be alone. You'll have some some familiar faces out there that you're used to racing against here in the Great Lakes. Uh, what what sparked your interest about going there this year? I've always wanted to race Davenport. Um, we tried to go there last year. I think it got canceled or something. Um, it's just a really cool racetrack. Everything you see on dirt, on dirt and flow just awesome races. It's a uh, slick top to bottom, which kind of fits me better. Um, it's just a place I've always wanted to go and just, you know, haven't been able to go and it's early in the year so we can go out there and kind of see where we're at. Um, we kind of built some new components over the off season here. We want to go uh, test and see where we're at. And, you know, a lot of these guys have already been racing. And so we got to play catch up down there a little bit and hopefully we can do that. Tell me what is going on with your, uh, with your stable this year with the dirt car. Uh, I know that there was, uh, some experimenting going on last year that you weren't real happy with that how that went so what are you what what are your stats or or I should say what is uh what are you driving this year what's under the hood what's the chassis tell me tell me about your ride so we didn't get any new cars we got two uh 
2021 rocket cars, well, one's actually late 2020. Any Durham motors, we didn't change any of that stuff over the off season. Bill Steen's still on the car. They've been a tremendous help. I went down and worked with those guys down in East Bay and worked on some new things that we're looking forward to. So I didn't want to change nothing this year. Uh, last year, our engine packages were a little bit different. So we got that all uh, switched over to the same now. Um, so we're just going to try to go win, you know, that's what we want to do when it comes to Michigan, and hopefully we can do that. Um, like I said, as of right now, I don't plan to run the Challenge Series, but it could always change just depending on um, where we're at with points. Mike's putting up some pretty good money again, and it's just kind of what makes sense. So, um, you know, we'll come see where we're at here early July, late June, and then we'll go from there. Well, Zach and I probably are not going to – are not going to be able to make it out to Davenport uh, this year with some prior commitments, but uh, hopefully we're going to see you in three weeks, uh, April 2nd and 3rd at the player hater wild West shootout at Winston speedway. And, and Chad, I'm sure you got, uh, you know, basically the sponsors set up for this year or pretty close uh, kind of give everybody a shout out who helps you out on that car. Well, first, hopefully I, I see you guys at the bowling tournament this weekend, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we, heck, man. <laughs> well, I went you out there Saturday you night, got a little hot lap be, session. Right? <laughs> right. I got a little hot lap session in Saturday night. I went over to the boil or over there to the bowling alley and had some fun with my family. So uh, I did pretty good. So what, what but, were what were the time? I mean, what were the numbers? What do we got to? I only we... bowled one game and I bowled a two hundred five, which is actually like the highest I've ever bowled in my life. It's a pretty good um, number. It's a pretty right, good number. Man. Right. I had a. <laughs> striker a spare on every frame i think except for like the second or third so that's pretty good for me hey you know those but, um, those open practice numbers don't mean squat right it's all about right, it's right. all about competition day that's, that's not going to beat the beckners <laughs> anyway so um airless back with us this year auto values on board xlt engineering hall anodizing and durham motors bill stein shocks um family company of course Northside towing and service um Everybody that helps us out, you know, we've had the same sponsor since I was 16 years old, which is really cool. And um, hopefully we win some races this year. You know, I think we won six last year. I'd like to get a little bit closer to eight to ten, and I think if we stay around home, we could probably accomplish that. So uh, I'm looking forward to it, and can't wait to get the year going. Chad Finley, you can follow along with what he's got going on at Chad Finley Racing on Facebook, and, uh, of course, just look for that number 42 to unload on the dirt. And uh, what is it going to be the 72 this year on pavement? Actually, I think we're going to switch over to the 42. Awesome. So that'll be cool. That'll be easy then. That'll be easy to keep that. Yeah, yep, yep. And it's going to be a little bit of a throwback car, so uh-huh. it'll be pretty cool. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that too. Chad, always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much for making time for us. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good night. Well, always a pleasure to get Chad Finley on the program, and he makes time for us. And um, he's going to be a fun one to try to keep an eye on this year with that schedule. And um, it <laughs> it doesn't matter what or where he's going to be in a race car this summer. That's the bottom line. That's what it sounds like. Um, you know, I was I, I I was teasing him a little bit about the late the pavement stuff, but uh, I really do think he still enjoys it, and I think he missed it. You know, so um, quite a schedule on the pavement, and the Glass City Two Hundred on that schedule. Um, can Chad Finley win the Glass City Two Hundred that he hasn't won yet? Hmm. Let's wait and see. <laughs> well, uh, coming up this weekend, I uh, want to take a quick uh, quick special little time out here, Rich, to talk about uh, an event coming up for the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. It's their fifth annual bowling tournament presented by NorthsideTowing.net. That'll take place Saturday at Royal Scott Golf and Bowl in Lansing. Sign in at noon, uh, $12 to bowl two games. That includes shoes if you need them. And it's a 1245 sign-in, drawing for teams. 
Uh, I'm sorry, 12.45 sign-in ends, and they'll begin drawing for teams. 1 o'clock start, 3 o'clock awards. Rich, you and I went to this last year. I believe it was last year, and uh, we had a great time. Yeah, we did. Um, and my plan is to, in a perfect world, I, my, my plan is to make it to Attica on Friday and get up to Lansing on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, we, we had a great time. They had a, they had a nice crowd. And it really is for a good cause. So uh, if you support racing in Michigan and you love bowling, uh, this is your event preseason. And you can do a lot of bench racing, too. We did a little bit of that last year. Yeah, we uh, heckled each other for not being any good at bowling. Uh, I came with all my gear, and you whooped my butt with a uh, set of house shoes and a house ball. Uh, so that was fun. And then uh, we got to meet, you know, not meet, but we got to talk with Big Ed while we were there and a couple of other people, some photographers. And it was really, it was a really good time. And uh, this is going to be a good time as well, going back to the place that they uh, originally had it. Yep, and, and the biggest thing, Zach, the proceeds from the prize and raffle table go to the Marfac Randall Ginter Memorial Benevolent Fund and Racing for Miracles this year. So uh, really a good cause all the way around. Moving on uh, to our second interview on the night. I know we could talk about bowling all night, but horsepower happenings, not uh, bowling happenings. Uh, let's get into it with a uh, great new face. I say new face, but he's been around for a couple of years now, uh, really kind of Taking the bull by the horns at Birch Run Speedway. Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, Zach, this gentleman is part of the team. Uh, and, and I don't like the word bringing Birch Run Speedway back because the last time I was there, I thought the facility was magnificent. magnificent. Um, but the, they're bringing more cars in, bringing more drivers in. We'll talk about all that. Uh, he is the general manager at the Birch Run Speedway and Event Center, makes his home in Flushing, Michigan. Jason Lord, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Zach and Rich, thank you very much for having me on. Jason, first of all, um, you know, we, Zach and I spent a couple of years there, uh, you know, work, working with Birch Run, I think with the prior management. Um, tell me how you got involved, because um, from what I've seen, you, you haven't been in racing all your life, have you? Oh, not at all. Not at all. I had uh, a brief stint in the 90s when things were really popular, had a lot of fun, and then I moved on with some kids in life, and you never know where life's going to lead you. And now I'm, uh, it, it's nice to have a little bit of experience. Um, it, it really helps connect me with Jeff. We make uh, Jeff Parrish. I'm speaking of, of course, uh, we make, you know, great decisions together. He's a fabulous guy to work with, but just me having a little bit of knowledge really, really helps the business. You know, we, it, it seemed like just for a couple of years, Birch Run Speedway was, you know, you had some of your, your, your fixture events, uh, the Dixie classic among others. And, and then, you know, Jeff Parrish comes on board and it seems like that was the stability you guys needed to take Bertrand Speedway really to the next level. Well, it was things, things were not going in the right direction. And Jeff and I started on the, the same day, as a matter of fact. So it was a, a big management change and uh, redirection and things are just, they're just flying right now. It, it's so busy. We've got so many drivers coming in. It, it's, it's really great. I hate to backtrack, but I do want to ask uh, what your experience was like in the 90s, just to give people uh, a little uh, a little background on who you are, because I think one of the big things we always hear about is, oh, it was so great back in the day. Well, as somebody who was able to <laughs> dip their toe in the water yeah. back in the day, what was the water like for you? Well, there were, uh, there were a million cars every night. So uh, this was back uh, in the 90s. I raced mostly at uh, Auto City, but Came down here uh, at Dixie a few times, 
And uh, there were just, so factory stock is, is what I drove. And then a sportsman class developed, which was not much different than a factory stock other than they gave us uh, a front and rear hoop. So our roll bar could stiffen the car a little bit, go out to the front and rear bumper. And they gave us uh, Hoosier Comanches. Oh, man. So for us to, to, to get on a racing tire was uh, was big stuff. You know, I'm a I'm a race car driver now. So that that was very fun, uh, but that was uh, that was my experience. It's uh, you know pretty much how the long, stretch how, between Auto City and here. How long was that stint? Oh, it was probably six years. All right, man. Hey, well, and so that's cool because you know obviously Jeff has a a well known history uh, in auto racing, and then so you have a background in it too. Uh, I, I kind of want to learn a little bit more about this opportunity coming up for you. So. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? Andy Susky is kind of paying the bills for everything. And all of a sudden, what, what happens, Jason? You get a phone call and look, we need some direction. I think you're the man for the job. Step in and help me resurrect this place or turn the ship or what, what was that phone call like? It was, um, it was, it was that it was, Hey Jason, I've, I've got something on my mind. I think I've got an opportunity for you, but whenever you're ready to talk, let me know. And you don't you know from andy you you just you don't delay you, what can i do for you you know he's yeah. such a great guy whatever you need you know I'm, I'm your guy and he said well this is what i've been thinking he talked me through it and it you know where i was at the point in my life i'd been in another career for 25 years and uh, with covid going on a whole lot of uncertainty uh i i mean it seemed like a dream job and he well <laughs> to be perfectly honest he said, you know, this, this general manager job, it'll be two, maybe three days a week at the most. And then you can, you know, you can work on some of your other stuff. And, uh, it, it's, I, I joke with him quite a bit now because it's, uh, well, as a matter of fact, I'm at my desk right now. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> going to say. I imagine that that was a little bit of an under exaggeration. <laughs> it, it was. And, you know, to, to make things what, well, I mean, that's why he brought uh, me and of course Jeff in is he wants things to be right. And the personalities that he brought in are people that will make things right. And this, you know, we did the best we could. Uh, we actually did very well coming in the midseason last year. Um, but now that we've had the foresight, the time to plan our own season, uh, you know, I, I, I'm doing as much as I can on the buildings, um, any of the safety equipment we need, you know, procuring anything that I need. And, and Jeff, Jeff just doesn't stop. I mean, the schedule that I, I can't even take any credit for the schedule. Uh, this, this is probably the best schedule I've ever seen for a track our size. I mean, we've got CRA cars coming three times sprints twice. We've got uh, people that are Eva destruction fans. We've got six of those or five of those, excuse me. Um, it, it's uh, on top of that. We've got four uh, Friday night thunder races and those are open wheel specials. So it, it, it's great. It's going to be a great modified year. It's it actually going to be great for everybody. Um, but it, it just uh, the things that Jeff is doing is great. And the way that Jeff and I click, it, it's just a dream come true, really. I also wanted to, and, and I definitely we are going to talk about this year, but I want to talk about maybe uh, some of the things that you were able to implement last year. And you mentioned not having your own full first season, kind of coming in partway through. Um, did you come in knowing, okay, here are the things that I think we need to do different. Talk with Jeff, see what he's thinking too. Uh, but how much balance did there have to be with, okay, here's what we know we need to do, 
but realistically, we're already halfway through the season. So what can we do? How, how much of a struggle was that? Well, you know, from from my side, it was you know dealing with the the people and making sure that they knew uh, we were there for them. It was going to be a fun experience. Greeting people at the door. Uh, if the line got too long out front, I'd walk out with a handheld card reader, try and get people in. You know, credit card only. I can help you. The things up front that people like to see. You know, nobody wants to stand in a line. Um, everybody wants to feel respected, feel greeted as they come in. You know, we're not just taking your money and, and hoping you have a good time. We're making sure you have a good time. And then in the back, uh, Jeff right away brought consistency. Uh, if he's going to make a call, it's going to be the same call for everybody on the same night and, and every night. So those were the type of things that we could bring right away that helped a lot. So how did you guys how how did you guys work this out? Obviously, they bring both you guys in. Um, are you handling handling the back of house stuff? Jeff's handling stuff in the pits and on the racetrack. Um, and how do you guys make that work together? Do you guys just do your own thing, or do you do cross cross ideas? Uh, you know, past each other. Every single idea we talk about, we I, we click like I said earlier really well. And if there's an idea that I have, I run it by him. If there's one that he has, he runs it by me. Um, it, we, we work together very, very well. And it's, it's definitely a joint effort and the, you know, the, it's not just the Jeff and Jason show. I I don't want to mean that we have, we have so many great employees that help us in the pits to make things run on time, smooth, you know, from the ticket windows up front to the bar, the, the concessions that it's, um, people want to succeed. They, they want to do well. They want people to have fun. It's not anything you can't do without a whole team of, of great people. I have to ask you about, uh, you know, reaching out to champion racing association, not that they haven't raced there before because we've been there for many of their events, but, uh, this triple crown that you guys have created and really some money up for grabs for the Jake CRA all-stars tour. Yep. You know, that, that took a little work and, and some decisions to make. Um, but we, when when they came last year, we had a great time. They they are so professional. Uh, the person that I deal with most is is Glenn Luckett. He's just a great guy. Any anything he needs, anytime, I, I'd love to help him. Um, so we we approached them about coming three times, and you know, weren't weren't sure what they would think, but they said pretty much the same things that we say about them. You know, they came. It was organized. They had a great night. Everything was run really well. So that's what we started with was them coming for three times. And then uh, Jeff started thinking, you know, we, we could do something big with this. And we looked into some different options. And, and you know, there, was, there were quite a few money decisions to make to, to come up with this 25000 to win. Um, but it, I, it's just fun. I mean, I, I think it's great. Now, what I'm personally glad about is, um, you know, I used to come there. I'm an outlaw late model fan. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you, Jason. And I'm glad you guys haven't forgotten about them as well. I know two this year. I mean, we love them. That's, you know, back, if we can step back to the nineties again, when I was racing, those were the guys, I mean, they were, they were the ones I couldn't even talk to. I mean, they're just the hot rods. They're, they're, they're so fun to watch when they fire up. Uh, just, it's, it's such a great sound and feeling. Jason, I want to talk about um, one of the things that you're doing this year that has really caught 
I think the industry, not off guard, but you've really caught everybody's attention. And that is one of the changes that are being made uh, for drivers when they check in at the pit window uh, for the first time this year. They're going to notice a historic fee that's going to be missing. And, of course, we're talking about the registration fee. Um, That's something that is not often done in our industry. Talk about the decision to do that. Well, we we really want to cater to the racers. They're they're our show. Uh, we know times are tough, and and it seems gas prices are, are still going up. Uh, we don't. We want people to come out. There is no fee for registration. We don't charge for transponders. There's no rental for that. We we let them use ours. Um, there's no pit slab fee. We we just want them to come and race. You you know you you pay your pit fee to come in. Um, you get your pit pass, and, and that's that's it. We uh, the one of the things that's missing, in my opinion, in quite a few tracks, is respect for the drivers. They people they just don't cater to the drivers like they did back what I remember, and and that's really what we're trying to bring back is respect to the drivers. Uh, if if there is some kind of a coin phrase, it would be uh, you know to treat the drivers like you used to, or uh, bring back racing the way that it was. Something like that. Jason, I have to ask you about, let, let's go to the to the back of house up on the grandstand area for a minute. Um, the last time I was there, they were building a patio up, um, you know, next to the suites. And it, it was really, really, really a nice deal. Uh, they were building steps to get up there. And, and really, your patio area is really an area to enjoy. Are you guys doing anything more with, with that area and the bar area? Uh, so we are, we have quite a bit going on in, in different areas. Uh, one, we, we could start with the ground level in our, our pavilion. That's all the way to the South. Um, we have enclosed that it used to be a pavilion. Now it's a building and it has glass sliding doors all the way around with glass windows above that. So it's a beautiful, beautiful structure. And it, it's, uh, truly a VIP area. If you'd like to Get out of the weather, have your meal, you know, before you head up to the, the VIP box where you can watch the race. Um, it's it's also available for open houses, family reunions, you know, anything like that. Um, but the VIP area uh, is, I, I'm not sure how much you saw, but there's the uh, the big deck that's generally open to the uh, anybody with a general admission pass can sit uh, up there on some picnic tables. And it's uh, above the grandstands. And I've, I've talked to quite a few people that it's, it's their favorite place to sit. It's a great view. And then above that is our VIP Skybox, uh, who helps us every year, um, BNS heating and cooling. Uh, VIP Skybox is, is what it is. And that seats about 80 people with theater seating, uh, big, big glass windows all around. It's, it's a beautiful view of the track. Uh, TVs in there so you can see the race. You can see if there's uh, hopefully not a, a line at the concession stands if you want to go down, um, but some TVs in there also to let you know what's going on around. The the only place that I haven't sit and and I wouldn't sit when I was there, Jason, is there were picnic tables down between the bottom of the grandstands and the fence of the racetrack. That was a little bit too close for my liking, so I found myself a <laughs> seat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. There are people that absolutely love those those tables in between the grandstands and the track. 
and it's um i'm sure that you smell like fuel and rubber when you go home but i don't know how you can get any closer to the racing that's that's a good experience down there and your fan experience too you, you know you talk about putting the drivers first but and i think i think it's a great model if you have race car drivers that want to be there you'll have fans that want to be there but the fan experience that concourse is one of the best kept i think in the state and also uh, the TV monitors that allow you to be able to see the racetrack, uh, you know, if you are stuck in the concession line, you can still see what's going on, as you mentioned. Uh, and, and really, uh, the bleachers are so nice, too, those aluminum bleachers. And uh, as you mentioned, having that area closed up before, because for a while there was that gap between the bleachers and uh, and the, uh, the hospitality area, if you will. Uh, that deck is just absolutely amazing, as you mentioned. And uh, the, the fan engagement and just the fan experience all around, Jason, it, it seems to be, uh, if it's not the number one priority uh, over the whole place, it's definitely the number one priority out front. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it is about the experience. I mean, everybody, it, it's a racetrack on race night. People come for the racing, but they come back if they have a great experience. So it's got to be the whole thing. It's Our bathrooms are spotless. It, our concourse is spotless. It, it's everything that they touch and see has got to be good. And I, I love to be with the people. So I'm, I'm always out walking around shaking hands. I, I love it. I mean, I, I talked to, there are, there's so much history here and so many stories if you just take a breath and, and listen to somebody that walks in, you know, he's had family members, he's raced here himself. You, you never know what you're going to hear. There, there is so much history, but it's, it, it is very important to, to treat people, uh, you know, with, with respect, cater to them, whatever they need. Uh, they're out for a good time. And, and the other thing is we really, uh, since I've taken over, we've really, really focused on families. So it's, it's just clean, it's it's somewhere you definitely want to take your family you can feel safe you're not uh you're not going to have any trouble with kids of any age in fact your kids will probably beg you to come back it's it's, uh something that that we pride ourselves on as being family friendly you know you're going to be able to you and your staff and and administration and all the people that make it happen are going to kind of get two birds with one stone here you're going to be able to uh, help the customer experience out front and you're really drawing some attention to the driver experience out back, and that's a massive repaving project that was announced uh, here about a week or so ago, um, which my understanding is this is a repaving project that covers a large majority of the property from the parking area all the way to uh, repaving a portion of the racetrack. What are the details? It is, and, and it's it's tough to pick if we're going to talk about the front or back, but the, the asphalt is is a big undertaking. So we, if we walk it in from the road, uh, the road right now, the entryway isn't quite as wide as it should be. It's, it's tough if somebody's pulling out and a, a hauler's pulling in. So at the road, we'll add a culvert and make it 120 feet wider. Uh, from there, it'll be asphalt all the way up to the building. Uh, some asphalt in front of the building, uh, if you uh, go along the building and into the pits. Uh, that will be asphalt as well. The entire pit area will be asphalt. Um, it's coming off the track as uh, as much of the pits as we have. Um, all asphalt, all the way getting onto the track. And then what really sparked it all was the big news is for our, our small track and figure eight. Um, we 
we heard a lot of feedback from the drivers that the small track was abrasive, costing them money for tires. Um, so we we spent a lot of time looking at surfaces, and we came up with uh, worked with a couple different asphalt companies that uh, recommended some surfaces for us. And we think we're gonna well, we know we're gonna have a really smooth, fast, really fun racing surface on the small track. You know, Jason, we've talked about everything from the front of house to back in the pit area. Did you know when you walked in or how long did it take you to figure out that, uh, let's just say the rebuild was going to entail all of these, all of these items? No, no clue. I mean, when I, when I walked in, no, no clue. It's, it's more than I thought originally, to be honest, but it's still fun. I mean, the things that are going on to see the fans, they're, they're, it's tough to describe. I mean, when you work all week and then you're, you're greeting people at the gate and maybe there's a a lull in between qualifying, um, it's quiet on the track and there's a kid walking through the front gate. And then all of a sudden a car comes on the track that's loud and the, the, the kid just starts to shake and smile and get so excited. I, I mean, how I I would work a million hours for that. It's, it's so neat. So it, it's so rewarding. It's going really well, um, but I, I do it over and over. Jason, let's talk about some goals. Uh, I think you have a really ambitious yet attainable schedule for this year. Uh, it's got a lot of people buzzing. And with the upgrades, on top of what you've already done, uh, you know, I'll say it again, I think you're going to have one of the premier facilities in the state, uh, you know, maybe only next to a couple of other racetracks, and, and probably you could draw a lot of parallels. But what are some goals for the administration, either for this year, if it's a total number of cars registered or, you know, attendance or that sort of thing? You know, for a minute there, Bertrand Speedway and Event Center kind of had a little, there's a lot of people buzzing about it, leaning too hard into the Event Center and, and getting away from racing. There's been a clear shift back as we talked about. So what are some goals for the racing side of things? Yeah, so racing is definitely our, our foundation right now. And that's that's where our focus is and i would say as far as goals we'll we'll do a few concerts this year uh, i i really like to have concerts when the cra cars come uh, because they come to cra- practice on a friday and then they race on saturday so right. to have a friday night concert uh, you know what of course it's open to the public but i think it's great for them they're in their haulers they're staying overnight so if we can put on a concert on the stage it, it just works great for everybody so there's three for sure that we'll do. And then if I can add a few more and it works, that's great. But racing is definitely our priority. And uh, as far as goals, it, it's really, you know, we don't have any set goals of how much money we want to make, how many drivers we want in. Uh, we're just going all out to do whatever we can that's best for the fans up front, the drivers and back. As you mentioned, it's uh, it's you and a team, or it's 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 a team, right? It's it's you and Jeff and and all these other people that we don't know, uh, kind of in the thankless position that make the the racetrack operate. Uh, but but Jason, if anybody has any questions about anything that we've talked about tonight, uh, it's a driver that their interest has been sparked. It's a fan whose interest has been sparked. What's the best way for them to uh, either reach out or to find some more information and get ready to go for your season opener here coming up next month? Uh, you know, it's real easy. They don't even have to write anything down, either uh, Facebook or our website. Uh, my contact information's on there. My my cell phone number's right on there. Anybody that has questions, feel free to call. Uh, Jeff is more on the technical side, but I, he 
Jeff writes the rules. He, he knows the rules inside and out. If there's anybody that has any questions that I can't address, I'll send you right to Jeff. And I, I have heard him spend so much time with new drivers, you know, telling them, you know, spoon feeding if they need it. Don't, there's no, no dumb question. We're all just, we just want people to come out and have fun and race. We'll, we'll be happy to, to help you and spend as much time as it takes. Jason, uh, just, I mean, this has been great. We could talk this all night, but, uh, Save Zach and I a pass there. We got to get up there for one of those CRA races. Yeah, man. Oh, you got, you'll be more than once. You're welcome to come anytime, anytime. It'll be a great time. Good to see you guys for sure. Jason, man, uh, general manager at Birch Run Speedway. Uh, really a lot of buzz about this racetrack. If you haven't been there or if you haven't been there in a while, you're going to want to check it out here in 2022. Jason Lord, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you to Jason and, uh, of course, going back, thanking Chad for his interview to start things off for this segment of the show. Rich France, my man, coming up this weekend, we're within a drive of auto racing in our region for the first time this year. Just a short little drive. An hour and 40 minutes for me. Wow, that's probably that close? close. That Dang. close. That close, an hour and 40 minutes. This Friday, Zach, March 18th, Attica Raceway Park opening night. 410 sprints, 305 sprints, and UMP late models on tap. Gates are scheduled to open at 5 p.m., racing at 745. And, Zach, they already have it planned. If a rain or a weather date is needed, it is the next day on Saturday. Uh, Gates will open at 2 p.m. with a 5 p.m. afternoon start on Saturday. I like how you changed it to weather date uh, because I'm not sure that rain is going to be the problem this weekend. <laughs> but yes, I, we, we talked about that earlier and I figured I co- I would cover all bases. That's right. With, with that delay. Hey, then on Saturday, this is an event that I've really come to enjoy. Uh, I've only seen it in person once, um, but uh, maybe twice, but at any rate, um, this is a really fun event. It's the Indiana Icebreaker with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at Brownstown Speedway. There's a racetrack if you've never been to. You have to check out. I uh, had the opportunity to go there with the American Ethanol Tours, and uh, what an awesome facility they've got there. Uh, actually, I think it's at the Jackson County Speed or Jackson County Fairgrounds, so uh, kind of a little, you know, nod to Michigan there if you want. But this is a really fun event. Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, of course, they're always going to do a nice job. Indiana Icebreaker this Saturday, March 19th. So that'll be fun. And then, Rich, as we talked about with with uh, Chad, the 11th annual Fall Brawl is coming up with the Mars Racing Series. Their opener at Davenport Speedway is March 25th through the 26th out in Iowa. They will have plenty of representation from our area, including, including Chad, but also Cody Bauer will make his way out there, Logan Nickerson, and Rich Bell, who we, uh, of course, always dub the Illini Invader. He likes to come over here and represent his Michigan sponsors. He's planning on being out there at the Thaw Brawl as well. So that's coming up March 25th and 26th. And then, and then also that weekend, the 500 Sprint Car Tour kicks off their inaugural season at Indianapolis Raceway Park. That'll be on Saturday, March 26th. And that's not it. <laughs> and yeah, now we get a little bit closer to us. Right. Right. And then just three weeks away um, here in Michigan. April 2nd and 3rd, Zach, it's close. The Player Hater Wild West Shootout at Winston Speedway. We went last year. It was chilly. Boy, was it chilly, but it was fun. Uh, $3,000 to win for the late models. Uh, $2,000 to win for IMCA Modifieds. All other classes in action also have high-pay winning races. We'll get more information 
uh, on the season opening event in the next week or so as it gets a little bit closer. Absolutely. Hey, that's going to do it for the show tonight. Want to say thanks again to Chad and Jason for being on the program. Uh, Also want to say thanks to uh, you for uh, electing to come back after your vacation. You could have said, eh, I'm going to stay down in Florida. (laughs) That was an option, let me tell you. It was discussed. (laughs) Oh, man. And also thanks to Scott Menlin, who pays the bills. I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning into Horsepower Happenings. We're next week. We hopefully will have some local results to talk about, maybe some local drivers who've been in competition, so stay tuned for that. Next week, same time, same place, right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.